Welcome back to Tap That AZ Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. Tap That AZ is part of the Hop That Network. In case you didn't understand that because I mumbled it a little bit, it is the Hopped Up Network. And uh, it is a network of independent craft beer podcasts across the country. So go check them out, hoppedupnetwork.com, and uh, find yourself a new craft beer podcast to listen to. All right, we had a beer glass giveaway. This, these are the uh, the pint glasses, the beer can pint glasses, compliments of AZ Pro Prints. They hooked us up with some awesome glasses with the Tap That AZ logo on it. Really excited about those. So we had one to give away. So the Instagram giveaway winner is Brunch Babes Tucson. So Brunch Babes Tucson, send me a direct message through Instagram or email me eric at tapthateasy.com and we'll uh, figure out how to get you that glass hope to get some more of those glasses uh, up pretty soon hopefully the store is going to be up pretty soon as well we're working on that so hang in there if you guys are looking for some merchandise some shirts uh, no more glasses right now but if you guys are looking for some shirts be happy to get you a shirt so reach out to me all right let's get into this episode we know to uh one of the flagstaff for this one one of my favorite cities in all the world we hung out with the great people of Historic Brewing Company to just talk about all kinds of stuff of what we talk about all the time on this show. So beer and cool stuff and people and stories and awesomeness and things like that. So let's tap into Historic Brewing Company. So right then the wind picks up, right? Right, and I hit record. It's Flagstaff, of course <laughs> it, it does. Well, that's a great intro though, too, because we are in beautiful Flagstaff. It's dude, it's a great day here. It Absolutely. Compared to <laughs> most, actually, it's, it's kind of the perfect day in Flagstaff because I think sometimes with that sun, I guess it helps that it's behind the cloud too. Yeah, right? that makes it a, a really nice day. That sun can be brutal, dude. It can be super brutal. Like I, my in-laws lived up here uh, for a while, and uh, we would go downtown in winter. And it would be like 45 degrees, and I'd walk home or get home, and I'd be like sunburned. Like, how the hell does that happen? But <laughs> it's elevation for uh, you. That's Flagstaff, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we're at the historic brewing, uh, the brewing facility. This is actually where you guys make all all the beer, right? Yep, all of it right here. Excellent. So so let's, uh, can we introduce you guys first? Introduce yourself first? Yeah, my name's uh, John Kinley. I'm one of the founders of the brewery. Um, I pretty much just deal with uh, all the operational aspects of it and try to lead the team. Um, yeah, that's what I do. All the issues? You have to deal with all the issues? Yep, yeah. exactly. <laughs> they all flow up through me. <laughs> and you? Um, I'm Caitlin Moline. I'm the marketing manager, which has a lot of different responsibilities with it, yeah. but... Um, one of my favorites is just getting to corral everybody and make them do things. Your favorites? Is, yeah. Was that it, like yeah. legit? Yeah. <laughs> she had sunglasses on, so I couldn't tell if she winked. Like, yeah, no, that's. Uh, it's like herding cats at, at some points, right? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Most of the time. Yeah. Our job is to make us look cool. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. You do a pretty good job Thank at you. it. So, Thank so you. So nice work. Uh, this guy contributes a little bit as well yes. to the. To so the, I'm, I'm Zach Stoll, and I'm the head brewer here, and I, I make the beer, make it happen. Excellent, excellent, and great beer, by the way, too. Well, thank you. Um, this is the the Mybach, Mybach, the metamorphic Mybach, the metamorphic Mybach. Yeah, yeah. I what, like that one. What do we? What do, what is going on here, Zach? Uh, so uh, it's for the Grand Canyon Conservancy. Uh, we're helping them raise money for the centennial of the Grand Canyon National Park, and so we're making a couple different beers for them, and then some of the proceeds from the sales all go back to them. So this is our second. Um, 
iteration. Um, so our first was the Plateau Pale Ale, and this is the Metamorphic Maibach. Uh, so it's a Maibach, uh, very light in color. Um, kind of, uh, I wouldn't say it's crisp, but it's not too sweet either. And so it's got yeah. some sweetness, like a like I think a Maibach should. Uh, but then I use some Mandarina Bavaria hops to it to give it a little bit of citrus splash to it and make it a little bit more exciting than just just some Sots or Hallertau hops. Give it a little new school. Nice. Nice little blend of the two, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Old school meets new school. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So you guys opened uh, 2013, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, this location opened in 2013, the one on uh, right off the 40? Yes. I guess you could say. Yeah. East Huntington. Yeah. East Huntington, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, we you know, kind of started thinking about doing a brewery back in uh, 2012. It was kind of a wild journey at first. We almost bought a brewery in uh, Lake Tahoe. Oh, really? Because uh, when we decided, we're like, hey, like, you know, we, you know, our, we came up with the finances and we decided, okay, let's, let's do this, you know, let's go for it. And so, you know, I packed uh, my sister, uh, she basically packed up, we had a deal signed, we were going to be buying kind of a similar setup to this. It was a production brewery um, in Tahoe. And then there was, uh, um, no, the production facility was in Truckee. And then um, the restaurant pub was in Tahoe. So we go out there. We have the money, all the paperwork drawn up, all the lawyers. And then as my sister, like, already moved out of her house, she was, like, dr- driving there with her boyfriend at the time, yeah. car loaded with everything. The guy, like, backs out of the deal. Oh, no. And then literally, like, the next couple of days, uh, the old brewery Mogion that was here, um, you know, we, we found out all their stuff was going for auction and there was a lockout and stuff. And so we immediately just jumped on that opportunity, not knowing what we're getting ourselves into coming into a old brewery with a lot of equipment that was just, you know, run down and pieced together. I think their glycol system had was like running off an air conditioning system. And Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we, we had no idea. You know, we thought we were just going to come in here and brew beer. Yeah. And that wasn't that wasn't the case. It was uh, a major, major investment. It was kind of cool. They had a the old uh, they used to make uh vodkas or it, i thought so yeah that name sounded familiar yeah. okay and so when we bought the brewery or we when we bought all the equipment we basically um bought the still too and we thought we were going to be able to keep it and then we realized that we don't have enough money to open this brewery so we had to sell that and i don't know it was just it was a big adventure um getting the brewery actually opened and it, it really opened up my eyes to like how capital intensive it is to actually start a brewery and how many hoops you have to jump through um you know us not coming from a brewery background we're you know i I grew up in restaurants and then stepping into that so it it was pretty wild why did you decide to do that though like why did you decide without having the background like you know i'm gonna make beer um (laughs) really it came from um just growing up you know our, our family started restaurants in northern arizona um in the late 80s and then just seeing the amount of product that we were um, serving over our bars, and then uh, my my father had an idea to open up a brew pub back in the early '90s, and Flagstaff had uh, plans drawn up, and then it just never came to fruition. And so, um, kind of just wanted to, you know, take that idea and um, actually make something out of it. And I, I wouldn't be able to do it without my parents and you know their hard work and and what they put in in the early days. We would never been able to have that kind of opportunity. And so, when the opportunity opportunity showed up we just we jumped on it and here we are today you know six years later yeah has it been a crazy six years oh yeah yes, yes. <laughs> yes. most yeah. definitely when we yeah. when we started in 2013 i think we brewed our first big batch on our system 
Um, I think we were there was only like 33 breweries in Arizona at the time, and yeah. I'm not sure how many there are right now, but I'm I bet you it's you know up to close to 150 or something, something like yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, the landscape has changed when we came in. You know, we were really brand focused and we're trying to do things a little bit different, you know, really focus on quality, focusing on our brand and like setting ourselves apart. And now that's just the norm. Every brewery is making good beer. Every brewery has is getting into branding and stuff. And so now the competition is just it's fierce. And so we've had to like we've been we've been humbled um, and had to come back down to earth to try to figure out, okay, like, how do we actually grow this business into the future? Gotcha. Yeah. So, well, the branding part of it, that was, that was one of the things that, uh, that I noticed immediately when we started coming over here. It's like, dude, they, they got their shit straight, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's, it's a really cool brand. And, uh, my, my wife's favorite shirt is her Ryan Gosling shirt. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we haven't got a, a lawyer letter for that yet, yeah. but I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. it might come someday, but yeah. he seems like a cool guy. So maybe he yeah. won't do that. Yeah. Yeah, he might right. Like didn't beer. his like grandparents or uh, buy the shirt as well yeah, or something around so. town really? at one point? Yeah. yeah. No shit. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you say like you, our branding seems like it's on point. Um, you know, we did start with you know my sister had a lot to do with that early on in the early days. Yeah. Um, but we're kind of like coming full circle with that and trying. We we don't think we're relevant anymore. Like obviously we think we're relevant, but we know that we have so much work to do with it. Yeah. Um, and you know we have Caitlin here to help push our marketing and branding into the future and making it newer and you know it's just six a lot of our designs and everything are six years old so you have to keep reinventing yourself um uh, even though from the outside people are like oh you guys have it together yeah. but on the inside we're we're here like trying to pick our brains and like what where do we go next you know yeah so what, what, what is going on inside your head caitlin <laughs> well we're currently on a project of um looking at all of the brands that we have because we also have the restaurants and we also have the winery um and so one of my big tasks for the year is looking at all of those brands working with a designer out of tucson um and just seeing what like even just down to like taglines and mottos and all that stuff like what's still relevant what still feels good what do we need to reinvent um and yeah, bringing some stuff up like Pie Hole Porter is always going to be around, but the artwork for it has been around for six years. So how do we keep the essence of what Pie Hole is and the essence of what historic is and bring it into where we are now? And obviously, I've only been with the company for about a year, year and a half, but you know, Zach and John have been here since the beginning. And so keeping the roots of why we do what we do, but bring that up to what we want to do in the future and kind of yeah. just like elevate. I think that's what a big word that we've all kind of stuck with in the last couple of days, especially um, is elevate. Like how do we elevate the brand and bring it to what we really want it to be and like what we see it in the future. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, so we could maybe expect a big overhaul of the, of the brand and then in the coming year. So yeah. I and mean, yeah. it's going to stay very similar to how it is. It's just, it's going to be elevated. So, um, with cans coming out and all that stuff, we just started canning in the last, what is it? Six months. January was our first run. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, making sure like as we produce more cans, um, we're rolling out salt river and oceanfront and 12 ounce cans really soon. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Which is really exciting. Right. in good time for this warm weather, especially down in Phoenix and Tucson. Um, so making sure that those cans are on brand, as I like to say, sure. that yeah. they like to make fun of me for. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, just making sure that everything that we roll out is really being rolled out with integrity and that it yeah. um, all looks like it's coming from Historic Brewing Company. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. And like you said too, it's it's it goes across. Like because you have uh, you've got the the brewing facility here, and, and it's a tap room. Plus, you have the tap and bottle downtown Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you mentioned restaurants as well. Yeah. So we also have. So that's the Barrel and Bottle House is uh, okay. out in yeah. Flagstaff, and yep. we're actually opening another part of that location too. So that's been really fun to also work on the marketing for that. Um, um, we also have a barrel and bottle house in Williams. Okay. In yep. Williams, we also have a um, Italian bistro. Ooh, nice. And then we have the winery, which is the wine tasting room. And then we also, the restaurants inside Barizona and Williams are also okay. ours. So, oh, wow. Yeah, there's Dang. like a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you really took the plunge, didn't you, John? Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, he's busy all the time. He also has three kids, so. Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. What is, what, what, I don't even know. <laughs> I, coach, I coach them in softball, too. Right Do you now, really? So yeah. Uh, how old are they? Uh, 11, uh, 10, or 11, 9, and then 4. Man, that's. It's insane. Yeah. 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 He's got a lot on his plate. Yeah. Do you like that though? Do you like, cause I'm the, I like thrive on like if my wife's like, Hey, sit down, let's watch football for, you know, I'm like, uh, I'm like, I don't know. There's shit I should be doing. Yeah. Do I, lo- like- I love being on the move. I just, yeah. I love the challenges that, you know, especially this business throws at you. The restaurants I've just, you know, I've been in, I know what to expect cause yeah. I've been in them since I was two years old, but the brewery is just a totally different beast. Yeah. And as soon as you think like, you know what you're doing in the brewing industry, something changes. <laughs> right. It's yeah. right. Something breaks. Something yeah. breaks. Something breaks. Yeah. You broke yeah. a lot of shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every, it's just about every time I see John, do you want, do you want the bad news, the really bad news or the really, really bad news? <laughs> yeah. It's always something. How about the good news first? Yeah. I didn't, yeah. that wasn't an option. That's, no, yeah. very, very rarely. That's <laughs> Just, so you've been with these guys from the beginning as well, you said? Very close to. I've been here okay. a little bit over five years. Okay. Um, so they were open for about six months or so. Yeah. Um, at that point, we only had four, four of the big fermenters and the um, new brew system. Like when I got here, they installed a new boiler. Um, we got our second bright tank right away. And then I've been here since then, watched it grow. Um, another six tanks, pilot system, all that stuff. Um so it's, it's been a wild ride. Started cleaning kegs, and now I'm running the show, kind of. Oh, yeah. Now you're breaking so shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On yeah. a daily basis. I don't break it. It breaks itself. <laughs> okay, right. Nothing to do with I'll, that. I'll give you that, yeah. The, the brewery might be haunted. We're not sure. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Ooh, you <laughs> yeah. get some some weird stuff going on? Uh, we have a friendly, sometimes friendly brew gremlin. Um, yeah. <laughs> one day I came in, and like our air compressor had some different um, hardware to it, like hard piped in, and like... I asked everybody, like, did you guys do this? Like, it was really helpful. It's great. And everybody's like, I have no idea, Zach. I'm like, well, then who who put uh, that valve there? Because I didn't. Was it you? No. John? Nope. No, I've, I've asked everybody. It. Nobody knows who it is. Yeah. Other times, That's like, great. people hear stuff at night when they're closing up. They'll hear a voice or something. A light will just turn on. At one yeah. point, I'd flip a switch, turn on a light off, and, like, our glycol system would shut off. Like, we asked the electrician, like, what's going on here? He's like, they're so completely separate. I have no idea. And I'm like, yeah. we try and show him. It doesn't happen. He, he leaves, and then it happens right away. And, like, yeah. definitely the, the brew ghost. You need to lean into it then, right? It sounds like you have, right? It's I know. created some I just, systems that yeah. that have worked for you, I right? Just, just yeah. accept it. Go yeah. with it. Maybe we should name a beer after the beer uh, goes. Yeah. yeah. That'd be yeah. a good one. Like a white IPA or something yeah. like that. Mm, yeah. I like that idea. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. good. <laughs> Inspiration. Yeah. Uh, so so you were saying that you said you, you've, you've been humbled through this through this situation, right? So yeah. what are is there anything you can share as far as like what some of the more fun, not fun at the time, but fun stories that you can share (laughs) um yeah just growing pains you know we 
early, er, in our early days, you know, Piehole Porter was never meant to be one of our mainstay beers. It okay. was um, our original head brewer that helped us open. Uh, his name's Ryan Burak, really awesome guy. Uh, came up with that beer, and people loved it, and it just took off. And it took off to the point where we, in our in year two, um, you know, we just blew up through our um, production of it. And then it got really difficult when uh, the droughts and the droughts happened, um, and we couldn't get the vanilla at at the right cost. Uh, the vanilla skyrocketed. Yeah. It made it made making that beer not profitable for us. So here we are, two years in, brewing all this pie hole porter, but we're not making any money on it. And so, like, we had to make the tough choice that we had to pull back on it because it was going to sink our brewery. You know, the wow. beer that took our brewery to the top is now killing our brewery at the same time and we had to go back to the drawing board and try to figure out um, different you know vanilla sources and that little gap in time right there we lost a lot of accounts and distribution but because we they were, wanted the pie hole porter mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and it, so it really set us back and we had at that time we were growing our team so we were just like throwing you know money at marketing and at branding and at bringing other brewers in um, all growing and it was all fun and exciting. And then we, you know, we just got boom, humbled. And yeah. then we had to go back to the drawing board and reanalyze everything. And so, a big part of this, like our brewery is we have all of these retail, we have all our retail locations. I think we have about a hundred tap handles that we have to supply first and foremost before we even sell beer to the market. Yeah. And so that's, that's our foundation. And what happened is when we were going heavy into distribution, thinking, you know, we're, do, we're making the right choice, we were sacrificing our variety and we're sacrificing our margin, not filling our in-house taps. Um, and that really set us back too. So we had to just come back to the drawing board and decide, okay, you know, what, you know, what are our values? We need to focus inward in our brewery and fill those taps, have our foundation, so that way we can grow um, at a much slower and smarter pace into the future. And so... Um, now we're at now we're back to this point of where we're we've ha we have our in-house taking care of the variety and everything and we're at the point where we can start uh, making decisions to grow more into distribution and do it the right way so it's just you know i, I know a lot of uh, breweries go through those kind of growing pains and they they always say in the in the brewing industry that you know the ones that try to grow too fast are the ones that ultimately you know collapse in the end and so we we definitely felt the pain there was days that we walked you know, I was just, I was questioning, like, are we going to make it through this? Are we going to make it through this? But good thing people are, you know, the fans out there are loyal to, you know, our beers that we make and especially Pie Hole Porter because every time we put it out there, you know, it's, it's gone. You yeah. know, we, it, it's hard. We're, we're getting a, another 60 barrel tank in, in the next couple of weeks, you know, just to keep up with demand of the beer. And, of that particular yeah. beer. Yeah. 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 So it's been a it's been a love hate relationship with the pie hole porter. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. It, uh, mostly hate for me. Um, it is a pain in my ass. Um, yeah, I've I've had some like close to twenty four hour days here. Um, just trying to filter it and put the cherries into it. You got to take the cherries back oh, you out mean of just, it. Just in the process of oh, it, not yeah. even so much the the business no. ups and downs of it. Yeah, no. yeah. Because it's I've definitely had some days where like I'm leaving after the sun comes up. Yeah, I've, I've been here the entire time. And oh man constant back flushing babying in the filter trying to make it happy playing edm for it because it's the italian filter so it likes it some for some reason um it's yeah and it's just always always making it everybody's like what are you making today zach pie hole <laughs> yeah. so it's 
It's, I love it because it, it keeps the lights on, but I sure. hate it because it's it's not friendly to me. Well, and that's interesting you say that because uh, when when we did the interview with Noel from 12 West, mm-hmm. the Kalax New England style IPA, same thing for him. He's like, dude, it just jacks up my equipment so much. Oh, yeah. It's like it's so much work, but people love it. Yep. So you can't not make it. Exactly. So you have to go through that that pain in the ass of, of going through and yeah. Yeah. So thank you for doing that. You're, yeah. you're, you're very welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you're very welcome. Huge fan of that. I'm I'm not usually a fan of, of porters, but um, but that porter is just it's oh yeah. It's a it's, great porter. It's the easiest drinking porter I've ever had. It's an all year round porter, it especially is. since it's so medium bodied. Yeah. 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 So nice job on that, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one thing I think that sets our brewery apart. Um, is that we have our pilot system. So we have a three-barrel pilot system that we bought from another brewery in town a couple years ago, and we did that so that way we can um, have that variety. And we just added some you know, some smaller tanks to it, so we kind of doubled our um, capacity to brew all these small-batch beers. Um, and that also you know, opened up the door to us with doing the Brew With Us program, which I can let Caitlin talk about that if you're interested in hearing Absolutely, a little bit about yeah. our Brew With Us program. Yeah. Um, so there's two iterations of it. So there's the consumer Brew With Us, and then we also do one for charity, which is probably my favorite. That's one of my favorite parts of my job is getting to do all the charity and the community stuff and just create awesome partnerships. Um, but at the consumer level, people can buy brew with us and bring in a group of up to five people and they get to help us choose the style of the beer um, and then they come in for the whole day and they work with mostly Austin our brewer's assistant and um, they work with him to create the beer all day nice. super interactive like they're putting grain in all that sort of stuff they're really getting to pick his brain yeah and especially yeah. for those beer lovers like you don't ever get to see behind the curtain like that you know yeah, yeah. They're like um, rock stars. You guys are like rock stars to, oh, to the fun. beer people. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's always interesting. Like they, they think I'm like I'm I'm not guys, but they think so. We but, all yeah. think Zach's a rock star. Yeah. Pretty much everybody but me does. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. But that's good though. That's yeah. that's the humbleness of it, right? Yeah. You'd be like, yeah, hell yeah, dude. I know. He was. He was <laughs> you were trying to get off the podcast. I looked over. You had like sunglasses and like a like a blanket over your head so we can yeah. tell who you were yeah <laughs> i wish um, but yeah I, I like the brew with us it's great because like i've i sometimes run out of ideas for pilot system like i need to have 14 beers on tap at, at all times at our places um and sometimes i just can't come up with something so then the brew with us is great because somebody's like i want to brew a coffee stout and i'm like well i just did that let's let's take that and do something else like well how about how about chicory like oh that that's a good one i didn't even think about that so that, i think that's we're gonna end up doing that next week or so what is chicory it's so it's a spice, like, it's usually mostly in New Orleans. Okay. It's like a um, coffee substitute almost. Exactly. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of times in New Orleans, you'll see chicory by itself or chicory with the coffee. Ah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. an experiment for you. Yeah. And we just ended up doing a, uh, a peach lager. Um, some of our regulars, they got the, they won the brew with us at mm-hmm. our anniversary party at a raffle, right? It was yep. a raffle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they wanted to make something really light with a little bit of fruity, but not too fruity. So it was like, well, I got some uh, some of these Calypso hops are kind of uh, stone fruity peachy. They're like, oh, yeah, let's do a peach lager. So uh, there we go. And that should be hopefully tapping later this week. Yeah. Maybe. Um, the cool thing with the brewer with us, too, is so they do and they have the whole day working with the brewer and actually making it. And then they see, you know, five, six weeks, whatever it is down the line, their beer gets tapped. Yeah. And it's on like they help us name it. Um, and it's then it's on at the brewery or it's on at Barrel House Flag or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and so it's like this ownership of 
coming in and the beer that they helped create is on tap and they get to drink it and bring their friends and family in for that. Yeah. Yeah, which is really awesome. And then at the charity level, we usually do it um, working with one organization, typically about one organization a month. And then they either we donate a keg for a special event for them um, or they come in and they have a pint night and we raise money for them. Um, one of the charities we just worked with a few months ago was Elevate Nepal. And oh, so yeah. it's a local Flagstaff charity. Yeah. Um, and they go out and they build schools and they build um, like sanitation systems and all this stuff in Nepal. So he actually, um, Dan just left, I think yesterday for oh, Nepal. Really? Yeah. Um, so we brewed a beer with them. They use the coffee that they bring over from Nepal. And then they invited us. We got to go to their event. We donated a keg for that. All the money went to that. And then we also had a pint night for them to raise even more money just because they're yeah. doing awesome work in the community and we want to help yeah. support that. So the Brew With Us system is an amazing way that we get to do that rather than just, you know, anybody can give anybody a check, you know. So sure. this is like a special way for us to not only help raise awareness for different organizations that we really believe in, um, but also just to create an awesome product that we get to share. Yeah. And yeah. what a cool experience for them too mm-hmm. to be able to do that, like to come in and, and just uh, because for me, beer is, is such an experience based thing anyways so if to get deep into the like per, like i made that i helped yeah. to make that you yeah. know that's that's awesome yeah it's a cool thing that you guys are, are doing yeah you also build fans that way i mean yeah. if you have someone come in and really get to be a part of this like we are we all consider ourselves family especially here at the brewery yeah we're such a small location we have very little employees over here we're all super close and tight-knit um and we have so many regulars out here on the east side and they all feel like family too so it's like we get to just keep bringing people into our family and show them like the behind the scenes and all the love that really goes into the beer that we make. Yeah. yeah. I think people get kind of addicted to the beer community too, a little bit, right? Like, yeah. dude, people are awesome. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, that's what happened for me. Like, when I started doing the podcast and started doing interviews with people like Michael from Mother Road or, uh, you know, the guys from the shop or Brian Helton, it was like that, that respect for the people and just like, Everybody's awesome. Mm-hmm. I say everybody. I mean, there's, you know, there's a few assholes here and there, but that's oh, yeah, the world, that's, right? Yeah. <laughs> but for, for the, the most, most part, yeah, for the most part, everybody's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's a work. It's, it's a, it's, it, I like it cause it's a working class combined with an artistic plus consumable product. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm a big dude. I like food and beer. So, you know, but to add that creativity to it along with the family aspect. Nah, I think it's, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Our, our original tagline was makers of craft beer and awesomeness. Oh, and we nice. kind of came yeah. up with that to like help guide our decision making. It was kind of like a why. It's like, is this awesome? Yes or no? If it's a no, we're not going to do it. Yeah. If it's if it's a yes, oh yeah, we're in. You yeah. Know, we're going to do this, and we're going to, you know, take it all the way through to the end. So, um, and I like that because that was awesome. That beer that I had was awesome. I love you. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> you use yeah. excellent. I say awesome and excellent. Same thing, right? Yes. Uh, opposable IPA. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite Arizona IPAs for sure. So oh. that's 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 great to hear. Is that an easier one to brew than the uh, the pie hole porter? Yes and no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as in, it's easier as in the process, but to the consistency of it is a little bit more difficult for okay. me because um, it's, yeah. it's very hop driven. Um, I had an issue a little bit ago. Uh, my hop source changed. Um, it was from the same hop broker, but then it went from being a uh, a Washington hop. To an organ hop and i'm like it 
they're similar, but it's not exactly the same. So then I had people breathing down my neck, like, what, what'd you do different here? I'm like, I didn't do anything, man. Yeah. It's, it's just the, the hops are across the Columbia. Yeah. It's just slightly different. Like, I don't know about this, Zach. I'm like, just, just drink it. You like it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. A couple more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have a few of them. And it's like, okay, yeah, no, this is, uh, this is good. Yeah. So, um, so how do you guys, I mean, how do you determine what, um, what you're going to brew? Like how, uh, number one is, uh, we need enough variety. Um, so then you have to kind of pick your brain for something new and different. Um, bringing back some old favorites at the same time on the pilot system. Now I got to balance that with our distribution and what we're going to go out that way. So we kind of have our pie holes, number one, that's got to be out there, um, all the time. Uh, and then behind that we have our, uh, oceanfront and salt river loggers, yep. uh, trying to bring those out and, and increase that production. Cause that one is nice and easy to make. And I, I absolutely love drinking yeah. it. Um, <laughs> so I'm happy about that. Um, and then from there we're, we're just kind of, you have to bring some variety to the market for rotation nation, all the, all those tap houses, but then we yeah. have a lot of like consistent tap handles as well. So I got to have those beers got to have the undercover cucumber seasonally because yeah. people lose their minds for that every, yeah. <laughs> every spring. Yeah. Um, and then the fall we got to have the, uh, the pumpkin pie hole. Um, and then we just kind of have to make sure we have those, those going too. And it's just that balance between them all and, and just coming up with something new on the pilot system. It's just what, I just ask for ideas from people I'm like, oh, what, do, what do you guys think? We're, we're going to do uh, Beagles Love Blueberries, um, <laughs> which is going to be a blueberry basil blonde ale. Um, this is why Zach and Kate I can't just sit. Her head. Because Zach <laughs> yeah. and I sometimes sit in the office together and then just random stuff just comes out. And yeah. that was what that was Beagles Love Blueberries was. <laughs> yeah. was a blueberry basil blonde that yeah. we just randomly decided. So blueberry, just, blair, blueberry basil blonde. Yeah, yes. we'll wow. see if Zach actually brews it for yeah. me. Yeah. But it sounds pretty I, awesome. I say though. I'm going to, yeah. but I still haven't yet. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so that was your idea, Caitlin. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it was a it was a combined effort. Yeah, okay. yeah. I've had some crazy ideas though too that we've definitely put on the board. Yeah. Eventually, we're going to do a key lime pale ale, which has been like since I started working Ooh. here, I've been wanting. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Sometimes I just put them on the board and then just don't brew them, so I don't yeah. have to be mean and shoot down the idea right. either. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, we're getting to that. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's there. It's on the list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so one thing uh, that I noticed as well is like you guys are very active on on the blog, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. So I, I would assume that that's your that's my baby. You're doing, yeah. yeah. I think it's cool because I mean you're highlighting the beers that you're doing. Um, you're you're doing the uh, the recipes too. Mm-hmm. I thought the recipes were awesome. Like the they're fun. Was it the brownies? The the pie hole porter brownies. Yeah. 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 So yeah. so and I think that's really cool because getting that perspective or that basically you're, you're getting kind of an inside track into the, to the brewery. So mm-hmm. you said that's your baby. Yeah. That's yeah. how I write all of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my weekly gift back to the website, I guess. Yeah. It's good to know someone's reading them. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I think they're great. Cause you, you cover events, you cover, um, the beer that I, I read about it and I wanted it so bad. The Saguaro Sunrise. The Saguaro Sunrise. Yeah. yeah. Cause I'm like, what exactly is a Southwest IPA? Which so. is not even a real. So this is the thing when I'm interviewing, I interview Zach and I interview some of the other brewers and stuff to get tasting notes. And they sometimes like don't even make any sense what they're telling me. I'm like, I need to put this into real words that yeah. other people can read. <laughs> right. um, but it helps me get like these ideas of how am I going to market this beer to other people. And the way that they were talking to me about it is they were talking about, you know, West Coast style and all this stuff. But it was different than that. And I was like, you know, like, is it more like, can we call this a Southwest IPA? It's not a real style. But sure. like, why can't it be? Yeah. There's so much freedom yeah. and like fun in the craft brew industry so it's yeah. not technically a style but if you yeah. could imagine what a southwest ipa is that's what it would be yeah yeah 
I know, and I can't wait for you to make it again, Zach. I, I'm, I'm hoping to very soon. Yeah. <laughs> I told we'll him see. that you're playing with the Idaho 7s, though, now. Yeah. yeah. Got, a, got a new IPA coming out. I've been trying some, uh, some new different hops. Um, talking to some guys at the Craft Brewers Conference and seeing if I can get them. Nice. Um, so it's, it's something new, something different. I'm hoping it's going to turn out as well as it uh, is tasting right now because it's uh, about a week into fermentation, and right now it's fantastic. So nice. I'm hoping it stays that way. That's pretty awesome, man. So I'm excited for that. I'm going to have to make a trip up just for that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, the winery, too. So you guys have the winery. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Grand so, Canyon Wine Company. Yeah. yeah. So you, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, basically... Um, back in 2012 at the same time or like prior prior to um, opening the brewery and having that idea I was opening a restaurant in Williams as as the Italian bistro I just wanted a custom wine uh, you know that we can serve you know that I thought would sell well in there and so I uh, started making some phone calls to some vineyards and got in touch with somebody way down south his name was Don Sobe he was working for Golden Rule Vineyards and he put me in contact with Eric Glomsky and I started that relationship with him and um, got, you know, immediately started making product because there was another uh, another company out of Phoenix that a week after I t- turned in my trademark application for Grand Canyon Wine Company, they were trying to turn it in. And then it became like a trademark battle and I needed ah. to get to commerce first. And luckily I had the best winemaker in the state, you know, working side by get, getting the work side by side with him. And so we actually went to him um, we were going to, instead of opening a brewery, we we're actually going to open up a wine production facility. I went to him and he said, don't do that. You need to open up a brewery. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like, I'll make your wine for you. Don't worry about that. You guys need to open up a brewery. He basically gave me his business plan. We were going to go into a spot. We actually, you know, another side note, we were going to uh, build a brewery in um, the Cottonwood area because that's okay. where he was going to do it. He backed out of the deal. He was too busy growing Page Spring Cellars and Arizona Stronghold and dealing with all that. Yeah. Um, gave me the business plan and then I said, okay, I think this is what we're going to do. You know, we're going to go this way. He's going to continue to make the wine for us. And so, yeah, now we're, you know, basically six, seven years into that. We just got a delivery of some new wines that uh, we came out with for this nice. year. We're going to be bottling some reds and then a Chardonnay. Um, we have plans to do some, uh, some, some beer wine hybrids. Um, we've done that in the past and actually that was, uh, that was our silver, silver medal winner at the GABF. What year was that? Nice. Three years ago now? Yeah. 2016. Okay. Uh, 16. Yeah. The Avant yeah. Chard, it was a Blinner Weiss aged in uh, very fresh Chardonnay barrels. Ooh, nice. So that, that brought us home the silver from GABF. Yeah. Super stoked on that. It was, it was so good. I wish I was able to make more of it yeah. at that time. And I'm trying to find another good uh, source for those Chardonnay barrels so I can try and do it again. Yeah. So nice. I like those. I like, I'm not a huge fan of like uh, like bourbon barrel aged beers. Mm-hmm. I know that's those people love them, like the stouts and stuff. I like wine barrel aged. Like those, yeah. that's more my style. I think at one point we had about 70 wine barrels with beer in it. Really? Uh, nice. Aging. And like since then I've kind of like cut that down a little bit. I just don't have the time with all the other production stuff to like sure. really go heavy. So I think right now I have like six or eight barrels full different things so yeah it's going we got some tequila barrels uh mm-hmm. for, for cinco, cinco de, de mayo, mayo. Ooh, yeah, nice salt river and tequila barrels so Ooh, be nice wow almost beer margarita yeah but yeah i like it man yeah. well, you guys are doing awesome stuff here nice. so what, what did, yeah is there anything on the forefront like what's the i know there's the the branding aspect of it you guys are, are wanting to tighten up but um anything else that uh that what do you what do you see for for you guys over the next couple of years well, in the immediate future, we're expanding our downtown tap room 
um, into the space next door to it. And then we're going to be adding um, liquor and we're going to do a lot of beer infused cocktails, wine infused cocktails using local distillers, local winemakers. And so we're going to kind of set ourselves apart with that and just take, you know, take what we're going to elevate the experience. Basically, we're going to take what we've been doing downtown and take it to another level and making, you know, making our food better, making the experience for our customers better, and then giving them some new creative products to try and try to, you know, try to reach some different markets because we've all just been beer and wine down there. And so we miss out on a lot of the spirits people and um, spirits are, you know, obviously really popular and they're, and they, the popularity continues to grow and we want to support some other local Arizona distillers. And, you know, the, the people that were in here, the, the old brewer for Mogollon, he's, um, distilling for Canyon Diablo spirits um, and they make high quality stuff. And so it'd be cool to partner with them in there and, um, just make some beer cocktails and see, you know, just, you know, change it up a little bit. Heck yeah, man. Nice. I got I got to step away. I got to go can some pie hole right now. So my team is uh, egging on me to go get that. So I'm going to... Like, dude, go get, get in here. I know, Come on. I know. I got to go. Rockstar. Rockstar, get over there, right? Yeah. Well, you guys have a good dude, one. Thank you so much, Zach. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, so where do we find you guys? Uh, where can people find the website, social yeah. media, all so that? So historicbrewingcompany.com is our website. Like you said, the blogs are out there. Yeah. Um, if someone, anyone wants to give us some They're love. very interesting to thank read. I, I like them. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then we are on Instagram. We actually just hit 10K. So if people nice. want to help us keep growing, that would be amazing. Yep. Um, that's Historic Brewing Company. And then um, Facebook as well, Historic Brewing Company. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, keep up the great work. Appreciate you guys sitting down talking with me. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much. Awesome. Thank you for the beer, too. Yeah. That was fantastic. <laughs> we got plenty more in there. For you. I, I might have to get another one. Yeah, All right. do it. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening to the show. Make sure you get up to one of their locations. There's three of them. they got the downtown tap room. They've got the, the uh, brewery itself on the east side of Flagstaff, and they have a tap room in Williams. So go check them out. they got some great stuff, awesome people as well. So thank you guys, as always, for your support, and let's spread the word. I need your help, and I'm hoping to um, really get some exposure for the show and for Arizona beer. So tell a friend share it on social media uh rating a review on itunes really helps too to uh kind of boost the exposure of the podcast but whatever you want to do to spread the word uh i appreciate it so thank you guys so much always remember stay awesome